Good evening, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in to this very special uh, Wednesday evening edition of uh, uh, Risen Church. Um, normally a prayer meeting, but tonight is something different, something special. Um, thank you so much for uh, being a part of our community. Um, and it's even more special tonight because we are connecting with another church community um, a little bit up the road, um, but uh, with one of Lincoln's own. Uh, as their pastor. So I'm going to let my friend um, Brandon uh, introduce himself and tell you a little bit about himself, his place in ministry, um, and uh, then we're going to talk about uh, what we're doing tonight. So Brandon, how are you? Uh, take it away. I'm doing well. Hi, Risen Church. Thank you, Pastor Justin, for the invitation. I'm Brandon Hevner, grew up in West Lincoln, uh, but now I'm serving St. Mark's Lutheran Church in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, which is on the eastern side of the state, about an hour away from New York City, hour and a half away from Philadelphia, and it's a, a blessing and a joy to be able to join you for your uh, for your time tonight. Even though it's not a, a traditional prayer meeting, we trust that in our time together, God is with us in prayer. So thank you again for the invitation. I'm, I'm glad to be here. Yeah, Brandon, it's great to have you and say hello to, I want to say hello to everybody up at uh, um, St. Mark's and uh, your community and anybody else that might see this uh, from Brandon sharing it with his church. Um, love you guys and uh, praying for all of you. And I want to give a special shout out to Brandon's wife, Jenny. Uh, we've been praying for you and for both of y'all, um, in addition to what we've been going through uh, with COVID, um, you guys have been on our prayer list and uh, my church um, knows and uh it continues to uh, to be along with y'all and, and y'all's journey. And uh, um, but tonight, uh, what we are here for, and I thought would be really cool to do tonight, and this might actually be something we do more often, not in the place of, of a Wednesday service necessarily, but uh, just a conversation that Brandon and I have been having off uh, screen um, in our personal and our just our friendship. Um, I thought it'd be really cool for us to sit down and just talk about um, what it's been like pastoring in this pandemic. Um, especially from our perspective, which uh, albeit is not one of uh, a lot of experience, uh, years and years of pastoring. But I think that even makes it more, um, maybe more interesting. And, 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 you know, it's been definitely um, uh, challenging um, in and of itself. But from our perspective and our place in ministry and our place in life, I thought it would be really um, would be uh, helpful to just for you all to hear us talk about it. Um, and as we kind of talk and share our stories and kind of our personal um, struggles and, and, and blessings that we've got from this season, um, I hope that uh, hope it'll help you all kind of understand us both more personally and also kind of get uh, get a perspective that maybe you, you don't have or haven't had. So um, be a little more more off the cuff, a little less, um, you know, obviously I'm not we're not preaching or teaching from a pulpit. We're just talking. So. Um, I hope uh, this will be a conversation that you all can join in with us as we go forward, um, and I hope it uh, helps you kind of get uh, get a different perspective um, for things. So, Brandon, you got anything you want to say before we get into some of the topics for tonight? No, I think let's just dive right into it. All righty. Um, well, we I already kind of teased it out. The first top, uh, prompt that we were going to talk about is um, – just uh, in general, uh, you know, this has been a challenging season um, and it's been, but it's also been a season of where, where we have seen growth and I've seen a lot of growth in my personal um, just walk with Christ. Um, but uh, we're going to get into some personal things and some, some general things, but I guess what we wanted to talk about first, because uh, we're going to get into all sorts of, of different uh, um, topics and challenges and benefits that come from this season, but um, you know, as a pastor, you know, we're expected 
regardless of your education, your tenure, your, your, your experience, we're expected to know or be able to explain. Um, and one of the greatest temptations that I face in this season um, is that the, te- the desire to explain um, and to know everything and as to why are we going through this and, and, and what is the reason for this? Because people ask, hey, do you think this is because of X, Y, and Z? Do you think this is a result of something I did or the country did or the world did? And, and um, one of the, the, the kind of the first prompt that we, we have down here to talk about is this desire to explain and know versus this, um, the need to trust and grow. Um, rather than asking the question, you know, why did COVID-19 come? Um, is it better and would it be better for Christians? And as pastors, we've really tried to take this perspective. Um, instead of asking why, um, asking, you know, hey, what could be the reason for this or how can we respond um, to this? So Brandon, maybe talk about your experience with, I'm sure you've had people ask you, hey, you know, why are we going through this? And maybe the temptation to explain it away, but also, knowing as a Christian and knowing as a pastor that it's really better to say, okay, how can we trust and how can we grow in this rather than trying to figure out the minutiae behind it? Right. Yeah. Because I mean, and, and not just in our own conversations and conversations that Justin or I have with, with our, our own congregation members, but you hear it and you see it out, you know, well, you know, COVID happened because, you know, people are, you know, broken and sinful or whatever. And, and, you know, you, you, we have a tendency to, to, to point to those things when really that's not what scripture or Jesus tells us how God works. Right. So, um, as, as pastors, my kind of default is to remember that God doesn't bring on that, that kind of, um, distress or this, this pandemic or whatever else as a way of, punishing people. God promises to be with us through those things, right? Um, the, the 23rd Psalm that so many people love, right? Um, even though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you, God, are with us, right? God doesn't bring us there. God is with us alongside of those things. So when, when we have those conversations, you know, why, why COVID, why this pandemic, why now, what, what did I do? Um, focusing on that is, is kind of where I start. And then to say, well, how do we then recognize God being with in and through us through this time? Um, what are the ways that this pandemic showing us that, you know, um, there are things in life that we do take for granted and we, we need to celebrate those blessings a little bit more. And, and because we take them for granted, right? We, we have the, the blessing of having food, uh, on our table where so many other people now that the, the shutdowns have been going on and people have been out of work. Um, they were, they were just like this close to poverty and now they're feeling its full effect. So how can we, as God's people, the church meet those needs for people in a way that we never would have experienced or even seen before any of this? Um, you know, the, a lot of people in, um, we'll say like nursing home care facilities where their families can't get in and visit them you know, how much did we take for granted the fact that we've got busy schedules and, you know, it's hard to stay connected with people, but at the same time we need one another. And now this isolation and this, this um, separation from other people is really weighing on our lives because we didn't even know we really needed that level of connection. And what about these residents of these care facilities who, who go day and day and day, you know, without, 
any kind of social interaction. So how can we then find ways to make connections and stay connected and, and build those relationships uh, to keep other spirits up and, and for our own enrichment? Yeah. Um, and uh, I want to touch on that more, Brandon, so don't let me forget that. But, um, you know, back to the grand scheme of, yep. um, of just in life in general, how, yes, God is with us in those valleys. Um, often, uh, you know, life leads us into places that uh, we we don't know how we got there, why we got there, but when we are there, God promises to be with us. And, you know, one thing this has really taught me about, and this has shown up in my preaching and, and uh, my teaching, um, I, I've always believed this, but this season has really reminded me um, of the story of redemption that God is telling every day. Um, you know, we live in a fallen world, um, and it's easy to, we've, we've dressed up our fallenness, and we've we've made so much strides because I believe we are progressing towards a kingdom. And, and as God has given our, God has helped us so much in our world. And, you know, with modern medicine and, and, and advancement and technology, you know, we are taking those steps toward um, not to say we're better, not to say we're smarter or better than people were hundreds and thousands of years ago, but we are moving away from some of the, some of the things that were a little bit more, exposed in terms of the fallenness of this world and you know people people would just get sick and people just didn't even try to help them right because they did, they knew they couldn't you know um we are we've, we've made so much strides and so many advancements but the ultimate story that god is telling every day is redemption and um for whatever reason right the world has fallen and the and god's response to the fallenness is not to judge or forsake but to come near um, and the story that the, the Bible tells us from all the New Testament is that God set the stage to send a Savior so that when he sent the Savior, the world was in a such a perfect place that the message would blow up and would spread far and wide. Had Jesus come a hundred years before, there wouldn't have been the Roman Empire in this form that it was to amplify the message. Had he come 200 years before, there wouldn't have been the universal language. Had he come 500 years. So we know that Jesus came at the right time. Galatians 4, right, at the appointed time. And ever since then, God has been leveraging the gospel to show the world that, yes, things are broken now, but I'm headed towards, we're headed towards a fully restored, um, uh, you know, new uh, state of being. And, and until we get there, um, you know, we still have some struggles and, and we still face things like this. And um, you know, I, I wrote something at the very beginning of this that when we first began to be on alert for COVID, um, you know, we, we started having to worry about things that as Americans in our lifetimes, we never had to worry about. Um, in many ways, a whole generation has never had to worry about. But we started having to worry about things that the ancients worry about all the time. Um, and we forgot, we forget just how, how much redemption has impacted our world. Um, you know, how much Christianity has changed our world. And again, you know, that's from a Christian's perspective, but I, I think even non-believers would agree that there's been so much that has been improved. And yes, our world has fallen. And yes, our world is sinful. And yes, some things may be worse than they were. But the fact that, that you know, we kind of forget that our world is imperfect is a testament to the work that God has already done. Um, you know, and we pray like Jesus taught us to pray, thy kingdom come. Um, and part of praying for the kingdom of come is pray is, is going through these valleys to 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 allow God to demonstrate His redemption. Um, and uh, you know, I've learned I, I knew that about Christianity. I believe that about Christianity. But I think I've I've learned that more than any other season of my life during this season um, that that it's all about hey, God is working redemption. Um, and against this backdrop of COVID. Um, we, we kind of see the, the, the footprints maybe a little bit brighter 
and a little bit more defined than maybe we would have um, or normally do. Um, so uh, I, I, I'm reminded of the story of Joseph where, you know, his response and my response as a pastor has been similar and informed by Joseph's story. When God brought him or when God allowed him or when, when, when he became a slave, um, Joseph had the attitude that, okay, God brought me here. So now what? God's with me. So, you know, I could retell, I could recount and I could overanalyze the previous event of my life, getting thrown into a pit. After that, getting accused of rape. After that, getting uh, accused of impropriety. I could recount all that, but you know what? Joseph's perspective was, God brought me here, so now what? God is with me, so now what? And we can learn a lot from his perspective. Uh, of course, the hindsight is we know how his story ends, but we also underscore that he went right. decade plus in darkness in, in a jail cell, right? So learning to, instead of asking so many questions, which questions are good and questions are fine, but instead of allowing the enemy to put so much doubt and fear in our minds, trust in the God that, that is still yet making himself known in this season. And that's been my perspective as a pastor and been something I've been trying to emphasize more than ever. And I believe it will benefit us going forward in that we won't try to be so quick to explain things going into a political season when it's so tempting to say, well, this will happen if he wins or this will happen if he wins or if that party or that party being willing to say, okay, Yes, we have, a, a, have an agency. Yes, we have a responsibility. But ultimately, God is in control. And how can we respond to his sovereignty rather than being so obsessed with our own opportunity slash inability to really, you know, control things? So, Right. Yeah. And that, that's something that I think that's so prevalent, not just throughout the, the course of Christian history, but especially today in a society that, that really tries to wrestle control for itself, right? If anything that the biblical witness that Paul especially tells us is that, right, we, we can't earn it. We, we, we can't have all the things that we want in life and it make ourselves better. It make ourselves happy. It make ourselves, um, you know, have a higher standing before God. God is the one who gives that to us through Jesus. And so, you know, as, as much as we try to, to forge our own path in life, um, what, what I think this, this pandemic is showing us is that there are things that we can't control and that, that frustrates us. And that, that's what causes a lot of the anxiety, a lot of the stress, a lot of just the, the helplessness. And God does not want that for us, right? God wants us to have life and life abundantly. And, and so as, as we come into, you know, yeah, a very contentious political season with the election coming up, as we, you know, look to, you know, now schools starting to, to plan for the next academic year and what that'll maintain for for their their students and their teachers um as as you know the the world starts to open back up and return to business as usual what we're seeing is that business as usual isn't going to happen because there are things beyond our control and and so finding a, a god who comes to us and says yes you can't control it but i'm still with you anyway um the the biblical story that i keep going back to is um well really anywhere that that 40 is mentioned, right? So the, the flood, um, Israel's wandering for 40 years in the wilderness, Jesus's temptation in the wilderness for 40 days, right? That, that, that biblical concept of 40 is, is the, the fulfillment of time, you know, and, and essentially it means it's as long as it takes. So, yeah. right. Um, the, it, it took as long as it took in the wilderness for God to shape Israel into a people who could then enter the promised land as God's people. Mm -hmm. Um, it, 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 Jesus took as long as he took in the wilderness to fast and pray 
and endure the temptations of the devil. Um, you know, the rains lasted for, yeah, 40 days, but as long as it took for the flood to reach its height. So we're in another place of 40. We don't know how long this pandemic is going to go on. It's going to take as long as it takes. And in that time, that transition of God being with us through it, God is shaping us, his church, to, to, to be something new and great. And so as, as we encounter all of these things, I, I think it's just really, really powerful to look back to those stories and see, you know what? It was terrible as they were going through all of these things. But on the other end, God was still with them and God raised his people up to something better and brighter. And that's what's being done for us. Yeah, you know, you, you mentioned something, and this isn't even on our script, but I think, I think it's worth talking about, um, that, that tension of, man, it's been such a thing, it's been hard for me, but it's been so prevalent, I think maybe it's, I see this as an American, so it might, it's, it's very American of me to make this all about me, um, all about us, but uh, like, I think it's been more difficult for Americans because we are so free, right? We are so independent. Um, and, you know, we, and as Christians, we will be there singing songs of devotion and dependency, but our actions and, and our ambitions suggest that we, we don't like being dependent. You know, we don't like being, right. uh, we don't like being um, at the mercy of, but as Christians, you know, that should, our, our, our faith should inform and should show us that you know, yes, you know, freedom is great and liberty is great. And, and, and God obviously, you know, allows that. But if it uh, ever get, if we ever get to the place where we, we forget that, that we are under God and we ever get to the place where we, where we value our individuality over our, our belonging to God, then really we're, at a, we're, we're moving, we're moving ourselves from Christ, you know, not, you know, in a in a <clears throat> eternal way, but we're removing ourselves from our faith, and that is a damaging thing, you know. And that that sets us up for, um, you know. And you talked about the as long as it takes, um, you know. Israel, um, you know, got to the point where they just they they God God wired them and God conditioned them, um, you know. Hey, I'm going to give you what you need for today. Don't save any for tomorrow. I'm giving you what you needed for today. They learned what happens if you try to save some. Um, on Fridays, on Saturdays, I'll give you, or Fridays, I'll give you twice as much. Um, you know, I, I'm reminded of the scripture from Jeremiah 2, where, where God, through Jeremiah, tells Israel, I remember you when you were just children, and you were following me in the wilderness, and you were just so dependent on me. And then as soon as you got into the land, it's like Deuteronomy 8 tells us, as soon as they got in the land, they forgot you know, and they moved away from so much trust. And, you know, the prophets, their, their role was to call Israel back to that place of um, those years that they romanticized, but they didn't want to go back to because yeah, they remembered the wonders that God did in those days and like to talk about the wonders, but they didn't really like to think about putting themselves in the position of the trial and of the, 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 in, in the 40. Right. So, right. you know, you brought up a lot of good things there, Brandon. Um, and, um, you know, I think we could go on and on and on about, you know, um, what I think this season has taught the church. Um, you know, yeah. we, we, I've been reminded that we, um, we need to, to, to make sure that we're standing on the solid rock, you know, right. um, because all other ground is sinking sand. Um, and, uh, um, you know, that's something that, uh, hopefully, hopefully we'll, 
we'll come out of this with more faith and, and, and with a stronger faith, not just more faith, but a stronger, more pure um, faith. So um, you want to jump to the next point? This might be the last one we get to today, but uh, that'll be okay. Um, I kind of lost track. So yeah, go ahead. I'll let you just um, well, start. Just shifting, topics, shifting topics, making this a little bit more um, personal. Um, we, uh, you know, the one thing that's been challenging for me in this season has been managing that longing that I have as a pastor to serve, to be with our people, my people, risen churches, people to be a part of the community, um, to go and do ministry. Um, that there it's been a struggle to do those things it's been really impossible to do many of those things um and i think maybe it would be helpful for you all to hear um brandon and i kind of talk about and talk through that managing um the guilt that comes from um feeling like you can't do what you've been called to do um and and this might sound foreign to some of you but you know not to say it's you know obviously we all only kind of really know based on what we are and where we are, but this might help you all um, understand maybe as a parent, maybe as a student, you've felt there's, there's been just this unfulfilled longing in your heart because you haven't been able to do what you feel the most at home doing or haven't been able to do what you love doing. I know as teachers, I'm sure teachers, I've talked to several teachers who um, if you really want to kind of unpack it and, and get to the bottom of it, it's this sense of, guilt not towards people or from people but towards your own expectation of yourself um yeah. and and i think we all have this desire we all have this want for purpose um and you know as a pastor um this has been a, a challenging season um to in in a personal way so um may brandon you want to talk a little bit about that um kind of what yeah, you yeah. dealt with not but, coloring you with anything but that's just my no 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 i i, I agree 100 percent. i think you know, looking back at, at when all this stuff started, you know, back in the, the end, roughly of March, you know, that was right in the height of our, our preparation and our anticipation of the Easter season, right? And so here in Pennsylvania, where the cases really kind of spiked uh, very rapidly, uh, we, we stopped holding in-person worship uh, at that time and really didn't come back together uh, until about Father's Day weekend, we started doing um, worship outdoors uh, at the drive-in, which I know you were doing at Risen there for a long time. But, you know, that means that throughout the entirety of, of the Easter season, then we were separated from people at a time when, you know, the church is in its, its highest of holy days and we celebrate as fully as we can the gift that God has died and risen for us without the presence of the other people who, who join us in that celebration was really just odd. And, and, and that doesn't even really cover what, what Easter and the Easter season felt like as a pastor, right? Because we couldn't be with the people who, you know, you look in their eyes and you can see that there, there's something about the resurrection that has changed them for the, for the, for the glory of God's kingdom, you know, um, visiting with, with um, homebound members who, who can't come out to worship, you know, even before all this pandemic, to, to be able to share with them the promise that, you know, God loves you and God's risen for you and, and wants you to be a part of this community, even though you physically can't be here. Not being able to do that because all these nursing homes were shut down. Um, not feeling comfortable with being around other people because as pastors, we come into contact with so many people and can essentially become carriers for, for any kind of stuff, right? That's why during flu season, 
pastors in general are just super hyper vigilant, right? Because we don't want to make anyone else sick because you're coming to, to worship where we're leading, not feeling comfortable with, with making those rounds and, and staying connected with people in a way that feels comfortable. And that, that may very well have been needed uh, makes us kind of step back and say, well, how do we, how do we be that spiritual presence for people when they look and say, pastor, what do I do? You know, um, it's very, very, sobering i guess is the best way to say it because it forced us to take a step back and look and reevaluate say how do we maintain that kind of connection and i think you know that's that's one of the challenges that we're still facing right because as we know this this pandemic isn't really going anywhere and it's not going to vanish overnight and so while technology is wonderful and it's allowed us the opportunity to connect and have this conversation you know from uh you know 10 hours away from one another at the same time, there's something about God gathering his people together in one place as one body to share a time of fellowship and worship together. And, and so, um, you know, continuing to find ways to, to strengthen that while at the same time celebrating that people who I don't know how you, you've experienced this, but people who otherwise are unable to come to church on a Sunday morning, either because of their work schedule or, or what have you they've been tuning into our worship services that have been streamed for the first time, you know, which, which we weren't doing before all of this. And so the ways that God has given us the opportunity to be flexible has actually enhanced the ways that we can carry the gospel to other people who otherwise wouldn't hear the good news. So, you know, in that, that struggle of trying to maintain connection, we're also finding a blessing that we're making connections. We didn't even know uh, we could make before. Yeah, there has been some, obviously, the, the silver lining to, to something that was um, far from, that was seemingly all rust. Um, yeah. you, know, I, you, you mentioned a couple of things there I, I, I'll touch on. Um, you know, as a pastor, you know, you make such a, it's this tension of, you know, the body of Christ is the body wherever we are, but also this imp- importance and the beauty of gathering. Um, yep. You know, and, and, balancing that you know and as a pastor i say this all the time and not just because i'm trying to be trying to be humble but like church is far more than just what you hear and what you learn even though brandon and i both and any pastor will that that you know takes the role seriously and, and sacredly you put so much into the words that you say because you know that you're speaking for the lord and you're you're representing him and you know the bible is pretty clear about the charge over pastors and and ministers so by all means we take that seriously so not to underscore the importance of the word and of the message the the scripture is very clear on the importance of that not only our delivering but the people hearing and responding but also there's so much more to church than that you know and the the engaging in worship the you know singing together and, and things that you know growing up in church you might take for granted or you might not realize just how much you need it or how important it is but you know, balancing shifting church to be this completely digital thing, um, which, but also rem- remembering and, and it being okay to admit this just isn't the same, you know? Um, and Hey, yeah. we, you know, we miss fellowship. We miss community. We miss breaking bread together, you know, and that's a whole other topic. We could talk for two hours on, you know, on, on, you know, the Lord's supper and, and what that means. And for Brandon's church and for the, you know, the Lutheran denomination, that's even more, 
I, as a Baptist, I don't, I, I think it's just as important for us, but that I might have a little bit of a skewed understanding uh, based I, on my I, colleagues. I, um, I, I think you're right. I think it's more of a historical difference, but we'll get into that later. Yeah. yeah. I mean, just, just the fact that, that when you, when you look, particularly you're talking about the Easter story, right? The, the first people to come to the empty tomb were, were a group of women who were expecting to find a dead body that they were going to finish the, the ritual purification for the dead. Mm-hmm. And when they got there, they realized that not only was the tomb empty, but this angel was coming there to say, hey, he's not here. Jesus is risen. Go back and tell his, his brothers, his disciples that he's been raised and, and he will meet them in Galilee. And so they, they separate. They, they, they actually find themselves alone for a moment, right? That, that as they encounter the risen Jesus, there isn't anyone else around until they go and they share the good news. Hey, Jesus is risen. Just as he said, come back and see this empty tomb. And then they come together as a people. And it's there when Jesus comes and says, Hey, here I am, you know? And, and, and so the importance of the, the, the gospel message, right. is more than just what it means to me personally, right. God has forgiven my sins and promises to raise me from the dead, but God also does the same thing for the whole of people. Right. And so we are, not as connected to the risen Christ unless we're gathered together, right? That, that God calls people together for a purpose. Jesus didn't call a disciple. He called a group of disciples. Yeah. Um, you know, that, that there, there's something missing when we're not able to come together as a people um, and, and celebrate that promise. So, so yeah, absolutely. That, that our, our entire digital format as of recent has, highlighted the need for that community and that communal life. Yeah. And, you know, as my, just to kind of wrap up on that point, you know, for me, you know, trying to compensate for to, you know, I I don't, I don't consider myself uh, uh, necessarily good at um, doing videos or, 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 you know, I'm not a content creator like the world's full of today. Um, but, you know, looking at the, the window of opportunity and, and, and the vacuum that was, you know, that was getting more and more, um, you know, uh, uh, heavy on people, you know, during the first few months of this is, hey, there's a lot of people that are, that are hungry and, and, and searching and seeking and, 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 and curious about what, you know, and open to faith. And, you know, Brandon and I both set out to do a lot of um, online video and pro- providing supplementary content, you know, with um, all rooted in scripture um, and, and trying to, to try to fill that void that clearly um, a lot of people were looking for hope and a lot of people were looking for answers. Um, you know, and, and I'll, I'll be honest, a lot of that on my part was just trying to manage this kind of guilt that I had because I knew that as a pastor, I'm more than just a sermon, you know, and, and I'm more than just, you know, 30 minutes of, of, of people's time on a Sunday morning um, that, that church is more than just, hey, take a few notes, that it's, it's about finding um, the ability and the grace from God to go and, and, and represent Christ and live in the abundance of Christ and trying to, to help compensate for what I know people are missing when they're not together and they're not singing and they're not taking the Lord's Supper together and they're not celebrating, you know, baptisms together and they're not, you know, coming together for, um, you know, even though it may not be a joyous occasion, they're not able to come together and mourn over someone who passed and, and all the things right. that weren't there for people in this season, you know, weddings being canceled, things that the church has been such a cornerstone of society, you know, those things were just removed. And, trying to manage that, you know, and as a pastor, I've had to obviously uh, confess my own weakness at time and just say, trust the Lord to do what I can't do. Um, 
but uh, you know, uh, we, you know, we had a family. We had a, 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 a gentleman in the church who passed away um, at sometime in April. I can't point the date down at uh, now, but his wife is a you know regular attendee. He he came, um, you know, he was a part of the church, but he didn't come as regular. But um, you know, not able to have a normal funeral for somebody. You know, not yeah. able to you know, and, and not able to address the mourning process, and not able to do all that as a church to respond with you know with a fellowship and with with just being care caring for each other um you know all that um has been just a really a shock to yeah. the church and you know i guess we can close on this point is um and we'll get into more of this get into this more uh, deeper next time but um all of this has just made me all the more uh, um ambitious and determined to um to be the church you know when we're able to be the church not that we aren't able to be the church now we are but clearly we have, you know, there's restrictions and, and we can't do what we can't do. And, um, you know, I believe, I, I fully believe, I said this three, four months ago, this is a time, this is not a pause. Um, this may be a pause in our gatherings or in our ministry, but it's not a pause in our spiritual development and our growth. Um, and this is a season, you think about that 400 years between Testaments, you know, God wasn't, God hadn't forsaken or abandoned yeah. Israel. God, yeah, God wasn't silent. Yeah. Oh. God was, he may have been silent based on what we can read, but he wasn't absent. Um, right. and in this, in this pause period, um, God is preparing a church, um, that, uh, and, and, you know, is the, the parable of the, 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 you know, the bridesmaids, you know, the wedding party, um, you know, there, there's this window of time that, you know, there's not a lot going on, but the bridegroom's coming at some point and, and we yeah. want to be the people that are ready for the next step, whether it is the kingdom or whether it is uh, another couple hundred years of, Hey, keep on keeping on, you know, we don't know what God's plans are, but we want to be ready for whatever his plan is. Uh, we want to be found doing and found faithful. Um, and I hope, um, that that is what God is instilling in, in all of our hearts. I know that's what he's instilling in my heart, but I know I also have the ability and the propensity to forget all this as soon as things are back to normal, you know, um, and that's what I'm trying to manage and trying to be prayerful about, um, you know, just, just sit down uh, to kind of look over some of the, the, the ideas that we had for 2020 when we started the year, you know, um, sometimes, you know, you, you go get your vision checked once a year, but sometimes things, uh, sometimes your things get worse before then, right? You got to go back and get reexamined. Um, I was uh, working on a sermon, a message for this uh, next couple of weeks, uh, talking about reexamining your vision um, because you know you had a lot of good ideas, um, but COVID had other plans. Um, so what? Um, but are you going to sit back and say, well, hey, you know, we're just going to wait it out, or are you going to try to figure out what you can do until you until you get there? Um, so. Yeah. Um, Brandon, uh, I think what we can do, uh, we had a lot of good, a lot of, you brought a lot of great stuff to the table. Um, and uh, I want to get to that conversation about the table next time, because I think that'll be really important for you. Right. Your people would love to hear you talk about that. I, um, as, as, a, as a heavily reformed uh, uh, Baptist, I guess I'm still Baptist, um, as a heavily reformed, I, I, you know, that's a conversation I'd love to weigh in on because a lot of people have, um, I've seen a lot of weird stuff online. So, um, yep. you know, and I, God bless everybody. We've tried, we're trying, right. Um, but Definitely. we'll talk about that. I also want to talk, um, and maybe I think we could, we could spend a whole hour on talking about navigating the political side of this, um, and trying to, 
Um, a lot of times I've tried to, I've given a lot of neutral responses to people when they ask me what my opinion is about the political stuff, because I think we're, we, we, we can rise above that with a better response, a Christian response. I want to talk about that next time. I think that could be a whole, a whole topic uh, for a whole, whole mess, a whole video. Um, that sounds good. And I think you gave a nice little uh, teaser into that with a conversation about freedom. That was, that was actually part of a, uh, the sermon series I did around Independence Day. You know, what does it mean to have yeah. freedom in Christ and live as freed people in the world? And this pandemic and the political aspect and the way that it's politicized um, ties directly into that. So yeah, that'll be a good a whole, conversation. A whole conversation about that. That won't be absolutely. We can go. We can go for more than an hour. <laughs> that that, that will bring a lot of opinions out. And we've got a lot more to talk about. Um, just. Brandon and I's, um, you know, uh, our time studying the word, trying to come out, trying to bring a relevant word to everybody um, based on what scripture we've been given and, and let in in this season. Um, and also just talking about what we feel like this, this season has meant for um, what God is preparing us for. We tease that a little bit, but, you know, about being more evangelistic and being more zealous, uh, being more um, you know, ministry minded. And I think we, I think we got at least one more of these in, but we might make this, who knows, this might be a weekly, um, Brandon and I have been threatening to do a weekly podcast for a long time. Uh, we might've just found right. the, the format to do it. This is really easy. You just hit record and it does it for you. So, Go for um, so, uh, I appreciate Brandon, your time. Thanks so much for, uh, uh, joining, um, us at risen here tonight. Um, and, uh, to all of you and your people, your, your church family, um, thank you all for, uh, loaning me, um, Brandon for, uh, Brandon, you went to Wednesday night church when you were little. So, uh, I you, did. You, you, this is, this is just back at home and it's really comfortable for you when you're just sitting here. You're That's in right. Everybody can join from the comfort of their couch. Yeah. So maybe, um, if some folks from Gainesville see this, uh, hello, I know Brandon's mom, uh, uh, just down the road from us and also Brandon's home church Beth page. So who knows who might catch this? Um, we, uh, we hope and pray that, uh, this is a blessing to you. Um, check out, um, Brandon, you want to plug your face, your, your church page and everything just to kind of get your, um, let some of our people check you, check your stuff out. Yeah, sure. Come join us uh, on Facebook, St. Mark's Bethlehem, uh, St. Mark's Lutheran Church, uh, Bethlehem Township, PA. Uh, if you search the at symbol, S-T-M-A-R-K-S-B-E-T-H, you'll, you'll find us. Um, stmarksbethlehem.com is a website that'll take you to, you know, all of our other online platforms. So feel free to find us there. And uh, yeah, thanks again for the invitation. It's a joy to be with you tonight. Yeah, I'll tag Brandon in this post. Um, be sure to uh, send him some, uh, continue to pray for him, for his wife, Jenny, for both their ministries and for their, um, just uh, for the journey God's taking them on. Um, Brandon, we love you. Thank you so much for tuning in. For being, for all of you tuning in, thanks for joining us. Um, we will do this again um, next week. How about that? Sounds like a plan. All righty. God bless y'all. We'll see you all risen. We'll see you all Sunday. Um, but until then, take care. God bless you and keep you.